This is Federico Erhardt, fourth year medical student at the University of Miami Middle School of Medicine, and I'll be reading my essay entitled The Nail Salon, which plays first in the 2023 Hope Babette Tank Humanism in Healthcare Essay Contest, and was published in Academic Medicine. When Mr. D walked through the door, he was not alone. He brought with him the street that inseparable and cruel partner that had been part of his life for too long. His skin, hair, and clothes were all impregnated with the scent of abandonment and despair. His shoes were crumbling under his feet, forever crushed by an unforgiven loneliness. The crooked, pendulating gait resembled an imbalanced human metronome. There was a calm, yet guarded look in his yellowish eyes. Eyes that have learned not to trust anybody, not to remain closed for too long, not to shed any useless tears of pain or joy. But those eyes suddenly brightened up when they saw Dr. J, probably the only human being left to trust. Not to like Dr. J was impossible. Short, bald, with a charming accent and a jovial spirit, this man had the gift of softening up the roughest patients while delivering the best possible care. He did not mind about keeping up with a strict schedule. What mattered was that each patient got what they needed. And that usually involved calling pharmacies to confirm medications, requesting the help of social workers to sort out housing or transportation barriers, or texting colleagues to have an opinion on this or that condition or drug. He seemed to understand very well that those 30 or 40 minutes before him were the only chance many of these people had to communicate with someone who had more than an elementary school degree. Therefore, his work went far beyond managing HIV and chronic diseases. He often spent time discussing his patient's family or work-related issues, or simply sharing his wisdom in terms of how to approach life and the choices that we ought to make. From a corner of the tiny examination room, I simply nodded and smiled captivated by Dr. J's charisma and overflowing empathy. I was a mere shadow, a mostly silent observer of these rather intimate rituals that were practiced dozens of times a day at the clinic. Gradually, Dr. J started to pull me in the conversation with Mr. D, who was talking about his trouble remembering to take all those pills every day. A question here, a comment there, a simple request, an easy procedure. Dr. J made me feel that I was more than a reflection on the wall. Yet, I could not help but look at Mr. D's shoes. Severely outgrown toenails were coming out of them like stubborn roots on a forgotten garden. After a long conversation, medications were discussed, labs were ordered, and a follow-up appointment was scheduled. But what about those toenails? I wanted to shout. The fact that Mr. D had not mentioned them seemed very strange to me. It was evident that they were a problem. Perhaps he did not want to bother Dr. J with such a petty issue, or instead was this something Dr. J was not prepared or did not even want to focus on? I feared shedding light on a problem we could not resolve right then and there. Regardless, I dared to ask Mr. D about his toenails. Dr. J's face froze for a second. My heart stopped, thinking that I had overstepped my role. The doctor then looked at the patient's shoes. The story was rather simple. Mr. D could not cut his toenails anymore, and there was no one around to ask. 
After years of uncontrolled growth, these nails were so badly curved and so tough that they were stabbing the flesh of both feet. It was so painful he could barely walk at this point. Dr. J thanked me for my observation and immediately called the nurse. I felt relieved that help was on the way. Dr. J instructed her to go to the surgery floor and get some special tools. Normal toenail cutters won't do it, he said. And he was right. Years of neglect had turned those nails into hard, thick, twisted wood, so fused with the toes that one could not tell whether the toes ended and the nails began. He was not even sure of how, but he was on a mission to fix his patient's problem. Everything will be all right, Mr. D, he said with a smile. There we were, a seasoned and well-respected doctor and his shadow, looking at those feet laying on the bed and not knowing exactly where to start. You hold the foot like this and I'll start cutting, he whispered before putting his goggles on. The task proved to be harder than imagined, even with those fancy surgical tools. The patient was silent, perhaps embarrassed by the whole situation. Dr. J made a few jokes to lighten up the spirits. In fact, he was enjoying his job so much that I could swear he was humming an 80s tune. It was then my turn at the cutter. As I was clearly struggling to cut through the dense keratin bundles, Dr. J suggested that, should my medicine career not work out, I could always open a nail salon. Mr. D said he would be my first client. We all laughed and continued to chat through the procedure more like a group of friends than people who meet to discuss viral loads, vaccination, and basic metabolic panels. As Mr. D stood up and attempted a few steps, tears of joy went down his cheeks. He was now free from the claws that were making his life miserable. This was much more important to him than talking about labs, medications, or dietary changes. Dr. J and I looked at each other with a complicit smile knowing that what we had done that day was completely unexpected, yet it was the purest manifestation of empathy, compassionate care, and love towards a fellow human being. In other words, that day we practiced medicine. <laughs>